Welcome to the Nerd Culture Podcast, the podcast where I spend like an hour, hour and a half telling you about some nerdy shit. I am your host, Cody. Welcome to the show. And with me today is Eric. Hi. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I feel like this is going to be a little rough because I've never really done anything like this, but... We're already off to a great start, so... Yay! <laughs> All right, so the first thing I wanted to, to really talk about, I guess, is a topic I came up with. It's three franchise crossovers. Now, you can pick either movie, TV, anime, video games, books, but you have to take two franchises and cross them over. And you have to tell me what they are and how you're going to do it. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I mean, I'll, I'll say one. <laughs> All right. Um, the Avengers and Star Wars. Ooh. All right. All right. Technically, if you look like really deep into it, mm-hmm. they're already connected in the Disney universe. That's that's fair. Yeah. So, like, if you could have like a war between the Star Wars characters and the Avengers characters. But how would you do it? Like, would you bring the Star Wars characters to Earth, or would you send the Avengers into space? The Avengers would be in space. Hell yeah. <laughs> because they go there a lot already, so uh, they would just run into each other on one of the planets and just, like, fight it out. <laughs> I mean, with Captain Marvel being there, it it makes sense. I could just picture her coming down to, like, the HQ just Guys, we got a big problem. <laughs> what? There's a giant freaking spaceship just, just right. floating above Earth. <laughs> We've dealt with that before. We dealt with no, 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 no. There's a guy in an all black just cloak with a red laser sword. Just, oh shit! I, I think it'd be a good battle, though. To be oh, honest, yeah. it'd be very like interesting to see like how Disney would do it, like and just the promotion behind that movie like yeah we're gonna take two of our biggest franchises and we're just gonna crush them into one movie here's 10 billion dollars box office right (laughs) it would make a shit ton of money to be honest i'd pay to watch that movie i would pay good money to watch i would sell my soul to watch that (laughs) make a deal with the devil i need you to make this movie happen (laughs) i'm honestly surprised it's not already happened because what they, I think they're united through Fortnite, uh, Phineas and Ferb, and another TV show. I don't remember. I remember Marvel did a thing with uh, Fortnite recently where they did like Deadpool, Wolverine, they did uh, Iron Man and Thor, and it's like Marvel. The Thor thing is like incorporated through the comics, though. Mm-hmm. So that's dope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my first one. Is Doctor Who in the DC universe? Now, I got to get a little context. I'm a huge, like, Whovian. I've always loved this show. And it's it's the DC universe. Like, you can't go wrong with the DC universe. They have some of the most famous superheroes in the world. Unless it's their movies. Unless it's their movies. <laughs> Warner Brothers, get your shit together. <laughs> um, Batman doesn't laugh. Batman doesn't kill either. True. But that's that's not that's not for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like how I pictured this going is the doctor travels through all of time and space and they have 
a number of times they've gone to alternate universes. Well, what if he's, you know, in, in his TARDIS and he's just traveling through time and space and he gets a distress call from an alternate universe, Prime Earth. And he goes there and he like opens the door and he sees this red streak run past it, like run past his uh, ship. And us fans, like if if we see a red streak with like yellow lightning, everybody knows who that is. Everybody knows that that's the Flash. Right. So he like, I pictured this like Justice League Dalek like war. And it just seeing the doctor's like excitement when he sees people with real superpowers, that just that sounds like an episode of a of a TV show that I would watch. <laughs> like he's like, oh my god! There's a guy dressed like a, why is he dressed like a bat? Right. <laughs> and there's a guy with like a ring fly. It just they're just they're two of my favorite franchises, and if I got to see them cross over in a way that made fans happy and made me happy, I would definitely like it. Like, I typed out this whole fucking <laughs> thing, but I don't really want to read it because it's, it's all nonsense, and I just basically broke down the plot. So, I think uh, another one I would enjoy seeing is Scooby-Doo and the Avengers. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Because, like, we've already had Scooby-Doo and Batman. So if you put him with the Avengers. We've had Scooby-Doo in the WWE. I that's mean, true, too. <laughs> why haven't we gotten him with the Avengers? <laughs> I heard a, a theory that WWE is already in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> because Tony Stark mentioned Hulk Hogan in one of the movies. Did he? I think it was like the first one or the second one. I haven't seen the first two. I don't really count Age of Ultron as an Avengers sequel. I count it as Avengers 1.5. <laughs> Makes sense. Like, I don't count Civil War as an Avengers movie, even though it's technically a Captain America movie. I don't count it as a Captain America or an Avengers movie. It's Avengers 2.5. I mean, that kind of makes sense because all those characters were still in it. Mm -hmm. So I see where you're coming from with that. But if Scooby-Doo was in the Avengers, that'd be really dope. I could just imagine, like, Shaggy's reaction to seeing Iron Man. Like, <laughs> like what is that, gang? Like, I have no idea what the actual plot of the show would be, but it'd be great. <laughs> I feel like the mystery gang would, like, catch wind of, let's say, Thanos. Because... It's Thanos. He's the most recent villain. Like, they catch wind of him, and, like, they go to, like, upstate New York, and they have to, you know, I don't know either. <laughs> I had something planned out, but I don't know where I'd go with that. Right. So, my next one is Marvel and DC. Now, they've done this. In the comics. A bunch of times they did yeah. Marvel versus DC, which came out with the amalgam verse where like they took DC and Marvel heroes and they merged. They did JLA versus Avengers. But this one takes place in between Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. The end of Infinity War when Thanos snapped, the snap ripped a hole in all of reality, opening doors to the multiverse. Well, one of those multiverses just so happens to be the DCEU. 
I talk a lot of shit about the DCEU. The DCEU yeah, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really does. Like they don't like they don't have a clear plan. The only thing good in it right now is the Snyder Cut. It's not even I'm out yet. I'm excited for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Same. I was excited for the Batman. Did you see the trailer that they dropped for uh, Fandom? Yeah. Oh, my. But the thing is, he's not taking the role seriously enough. I can't really judge it off of the teaser. No, like, the... the uh, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. He's not working out for it. I mean, you gotta work out for it. It's Batman. Right. Uh, Christian Bale and... Batfleck both worked out like six days, six hours a day. (laughs) Christian Bale did The Machinist right before he did Batman Begins, and he was was a scrawny little dude that he puts on like 100, 200 pounds of just beef. That's how you take it seriously. Robert Pattinson, from what I'm told, at least got sent home from set because he wasn't in shape. I thought he got home because he got COVID. There's he that happened too, but like he also got sent home because he wasn't in shape too. My favorite scene, I think, in that whole teaser trailer is towards the end where they're like outside and it's pouring down rain, and the guy asks him, "Who are you?" and he just proceeds to lay him out, and he looks up to the camera and he's like, "I'm vengeance." So I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god! Oh my Straight god. throwback to the animated series. Oh my god! I'm so in the camera test footage that came out where he just like walks out in the suit. Oh. <laughs> Oh. The only thing I don't like is how it's not like directly related to the comics. No. Because but they tend to screw those movies up, though. Matt Reeves is... I have faith in Matt Reeves. He's taking a bunch of like his favorite elements from Batman, like the Long Halloween, uh, Year One, um, uh, the animated series... Um, I think he's going to try to tie it in, like, into the DCEU somehow. Like, I don't... I mean, if they do the Flash first, like they said they were going to, it would incorporate into that, but... I mean, we're technically still on topic because I said the DCEU. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Did you see... We'll get back to it, but... (laughs) Jared Leto is coming back for the Snyder Cut. And he's supposed to be a whole different He's supposed to look completely different. Yeah. Which... Good. I didn't like his look in the Suicide Squad. I felt the character development on the creative side was the only thing that ruined his Joker. Oh, yeah. And he just didn't get, like, enough screen time. Like, I didn't get to see enough of his Joker to really... I mean, which I kind of understood, though, because, like, the Joker wasn't, like, a big part of that. No. But, like, with how well he did his scenes, because they literally said they showed up, him and uh, Margot Robbie... Mm -hmm. Showed up, did their scenes in one shoot without fucking up, and did it perfectly. That's a that's a professional right there. Right. Like, you know you're fucked up in the head enough to do it correctly the first time. I'll never forget what he did, like, on set. Like, sending used condoms to his castmates and, right. and like, the dead rats. Like, dude, you're really... Fr- Joaquin Phoenix didn't even do this much work <laughs> for his. And he's a better Joker. I said it. Everybody can at me in the comments. Joaquin Phoenix is the best on-screen Joker we've had. Fight me. I mean, Heath Ledger is pretty up there. Heath Ledger is up there, but <laughs> but in my personal opinion, it's Joaquin, Heath, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. For, like, live action. But if we're talking animated, it's, it's Mark Hamill all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he is the Joker. He's the Joker we all grew up with. And he really found a way to make... 
the Joker his own. We're, I am on a completely different topic. What the actual fuck? That's um, what happens when you bring up the DC universe. Tangents. <laughs> tangents galore. I could go on all day complaining. Dude, I honestly could too. <laughs> Michael, uh, I love how I said we get back to the topic. Michael Keaton coming back. It's not Batman. confirmed yet, though. Yeah, it is. No, he just did an interview where he said they're working on it, but it's not 100% confirmed. Do you think he's going to come back as Bruce, or do you think he's going to come back as Thomas? Because Ben Affleck is coming back as Bruce. Well, that's the whole multiverse thing, though. That's fair, too, because the concept art they came out with for fandom, it showed Keaton in the 1989 Batsuit. Yeah. So they need to bring what's-his-face in as Thomas Wayne Batman. Uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan? Yes. Yes. Like, I saw the concept art for him as Batman. Oh, dude. And I was in love. All, like, the boss logic art? Yeah. Oh, my God. He I would just, be the best fucking Batman. Even if we didn't get him, I just want Flashpoint Thomas Wayne Batman. I, I don't think it's going to happen, though, because it's an underrated comic. It's what spurred the the New 52, and we saw how the New 52 went. <laughs> yeah, it was the best comic series they had, though. They had to reboot. Twice with Rebirth and um, 5G, which never happened. Isn't that the one that at and is forcing them to come out with? Um, 5G was this thing under uh, their editor-in-chief, uh, Dan DiDio, where it was supposed to be like a whole new generation of heroes. Like, uh, was it Black Batman, right? Black Batman. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Kent was supposed to become Superman. I'm not racist, by the way. <laughs> no, no, no. I would actually love to see a black Batman. I mean, as long as they did the character development differently, yes. But you if they kept the came backstory, no. You can even just make him Bruce. Just change his color, like his skin color. Like it could. I be feel like the backstory needs to be different, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like his parents can still die, but just place him in a different like scenario. How would you do it? How would you introduce a black Batman into the DC comic <laughs> universe? I mean, obviously his childhood's still going to be fucked up, like, mm-hmm. always, because as every, well, not every, but most DC heroes, uh, I wouldn't say it'd be walking home from a play, was it? Uh, it depends on what True. iteration. It's either the Mask of Zorro, the movie, or a or a play. Well, most of it's really fancy stuff. Yeah. For that time, at yeah. least. So, I feel like it would either be, like, a concert, you know, like, something cheaper. Ooh, okay. And uh, just have his parents not even be the target of the shooting. Just, like, have, like, a mass shooting thing going on where Thomas is one of the few people that make it out. And then he wants vengeance for his city because there was a mass shooting and killed, like, everyone he knew. Okay. And But, like, his parents aren't rich. No. That would be the twist. And, like, he has to go through and make... All, he has to become a millionaire himself and save up the money and build his own Batman. What if he goes to Bruce? Like, they keep Bruce Wayne in Wayne Enterprises, and he goes to Bruce, and he's like, I want to protect Gotham City. I need you and your company to build me a suit, to build me cars and that way you can still tie in bruce wayne and wayne enterprises that'd be dope but it's still a whole new batman right with like a whole different outlook on life and i feel like if you are going to do that make him kill make him kill make the distinction between he and bruce 
very clear. Or you could have Bruce retire as Batman and you can tweak the Kind of like where Beyond. they did with Batman Begins. Yeah. 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 Like you can tweak like the Batman Beyond story where Bruce is no longer Batman. But he's just like the whole alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he sees this kid and he kind of sees himself in this kid and he's like, Gotham needs a new Batman. I'm going to take you in. You're going to become Batman and I'm going to train you to the peak of physical and mental toughness and you're going to go out there and you're going to kick some fucking ass That'd be dope. and save this city. Dude. That would be dope. Warner be Brothers. 100% for Warner me. Brothers. It's not that hard. It is not that hard. <laughs> Just do I it. I feel like their whole creative team sucks though. Their whole creative team needs to go. Anyway. Because they did get rid of Zack Snyder and replace him with Josh Whedon. <laughs> I liked what Whedon tried to do. I didn't like the finished product and I've been very vocal. Finished product sucked ass. I've been very vocal. I'm trying I, not to cuss. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm a very profane person, and I'm trying my best not to do it either. Say it's better for sponsors this way. <laughs> Speaking of, this week's episode is sponsored by <laughs> us. Yeah, pretty much. Um. Anyway, Marvel DC crossover. I keep getting off topic. <laughs> Basically, the Justice League come into the MCU, and they see how. F- mm. I about dropped an F bomb. <laughs> How messed up the whole world has become because half the population is missing. And right around the time Endgame starts and when the Avengers start to do like or start to plan their time heist, they don't need to send the Avengers back. They could just send Barry back. Barry goes and he gets the stones, brings them back, and instead of all of the dead Avengers coming back to help, you have the Avengers, like dead and alive, and the Justice League going up against Thanos and the Black Order. Would there even be a battle then? I mean, it's Thanos, so... I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, but I would Well, they also have Superman. Yeah. And Wonder Woman <laughs> and the Green Lantern and, and the Flash. Yeah. Batman's just off in his own little corner like, all right, what piece of technology do I need to help? Batman and Iron Man are off in the corner talking. <laughs> They're just like... Just like talk a shop like, ooh, how'd you make your suit? Oh, yeah. it's nanotech. You really like it? <laughs> yeah. What's yours made out of? Oh, it's this like Kevlar tri-weave. Just Imagine a nanotech Batman suit. Oh my God. That would be dope. He, Bruce just wears like the bat symbol on his chest and he just like double taps it and it just. That'd be oh. sweet as hell. Oh my God. That looks so slick. So slick. I'm for it. <laughs> Dude, I'm 100% for it. I wish I knew how to like design and draw stuff like that just so i could see what it would look like (laughs) i feel like it wouldn't look like a normal bat suit like the normal bat suit in comic books and movies you could tell it's made from like cloth and like kevlar if it's nanotech it's gonna be like this sleek like metallic futuristic looking kind of like the batman beyond suit but not better (laughs) but better yeah yeah (laughs) but not the beyond suit which I fucking love the Batman Beyond suit. I don't know why they haven't made him like a live action movie. I think they were, weren't there talks of doing it? Yeah, there was also, I think they were also bringing Static Shock in. Don't, no, no, I don't care about Static Shock. I actually liked the series as a kid. I liked it as a kid, but as I've grown up and like I've really learned to understand how superhero movies and just like superheroes in general operate. I have prioritized 
different heroes over Static Shock. I mean, we all have heroes over Static Shock. But, like, I feel like if they would do it correctly... It could be good, yeah. It'd be, it could be great if they did it correctly. But it's also DC. So. I was literally just about to say, <laughs> it's also DC and Warner Brothers. Right. So they really don't know what the... F- mm. The promo for it would make it look really great. And then you would get it and just That's- be... <laughs> just be terrible. DC just needs to just, like, come in, clear shop, bring in new people, bring in newer comic book fans like older than us fans who like were born in like the 70s and the 80s and and, like they actually grew up reading these heroes because our generations are now the ones with money and we're making the decisions right and we know what we want (laughs) we want our stuff well it's like they really got into starting making the superhero movies especially when uh Favoru, however you say his name, brought on, yeah, brought on the Iron Man to bring in that whole Marvel phase and everything, and they started doing it right. They brought every all the characters in and everything that everyone wanted to see, and then DC was like, "I can do that. We could do it." <laughs> nope, gotta replace the Batman in every single other movie. <laughs> Who is your favorite Batman? This episode has just turned into tangents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like. It's the first episode. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batfleck. O- only reason I'm going to say Batfleck's my favorite is because he severely reminds me of the animated version of Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, his build and everything screams it. And I feel like his solo series that never got produced was going to be based off that. I heard, I remember there were talks of Deathstroke being, like, the main villain, and it was going to be taking place in Arkham. And, like, as this news just kept coming out and coming out, I was like... Yes, this right. sounds good. Let Ben Affleck write, direct, produce, and star in it. He is a powerhouse talent. Let him do it. Then it came out, and they said that he's not directing anymore. And I was like, oh. He's not writing, and he's not producing. And I was like, oh. Everything with the shit. He's out. <laughs> he's out. And then like a month or two later, yeah, I'm done. Bye. I was, I was really excited because... Uh, I think it was Batman v Superman or the beginning of Justice League where they showed him like focusing on the investigative type of Batman, uh, which has really never been done before. I believe that was BVS. Yeah. That was never like done in a live action movie. Mm-hmm. It's always been like the action. And he's like sitting at the computer trying to figure out what codes meant what, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> this is fucking Batman. Like, right. They have always shied away from Batman being the world's greatest detective. And I feel like Affleck really knew that. Like, he and Zack Snyder, that'd be a movie I'd watch. Ben Affleck starring as Batman and Zack Snyder directing. Yeah. I'd watch the fuck out of that. I'm surprised it didn't happen, to be honest. Just don't make him kill, because that still makes me mad. Well, that was Josh Whedon making Batman kill everyone. Well, not in BVS, though. BVS was all Snyder. But he didn't kill anyone in that, did he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, when he's uh, chasing the guys in the Batmobile, like, down the street, and he, like, blows up a couple cars with, like, the freaking mounted machine gun that was on the hood of the Batmobile. Technically, you don't know if they died, though. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty safe to assume that that he did. I mean, yeah. Indirectly. Like, I guess, and uh, Christian Bell's Batman... 
he was blowing up cars with people in it too. So. Christian Bale's Batman. Just, I loved the Nolan trilogy like as a whole. I loved how the whole story flowed together. I just did not like Christian Bale's Batman. I liked his Bruce Wayne. I did not like his Batman. I mean, I like both of them. <laughs> I mean, I like both of them too. But if if, but if like I, if I had like point out my dream Batman, it wouldn't be him. Oh, well, no. like for the masterpiece that was at its time, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Dark Knight is still in my top five favorite superhero movies. Like, it was like easy. It was so the storyline was so perfect, and the uh, the cinematic part of it was so perfectly yeah. done. Was, Nolan really knew what he was doing, and you can definitely tell that before Heath Ledger, you know, his untimely passing, he was gonna like, like he says at the end of the movie. I think you and I are destined to do this forever. And Bale even said that if he got to work alongside Heath Ledger, he would have continued doing Batman like yeah. after The Dark Knight Rises. And and I think Ledger was supposed to be in the third one. But then we got Tom Hardy Bane, and I'm not mad about Tom Hardy Bane. I mean, no one's mad about that. It's just I wish I would have been able to see where they would have t- took it. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Just just seeing their relationship like develop over time to becoming the Batman and Joker that we know and like love. Because it's literally the greatest uh, rival- rivalry. I cannot pronounce that correctly. Rivalry. Yeah. Yes, of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's right up there with uh, Flash and Reverse Flash and Spider-Man and... I mean, yeah, but if Whoever you ask a normal person, yeah, yeah, true, they wouldn't even know who those people. No, <laughs> so like you can walk up to anybody on the street and just show them a picture of any Joker and be like, "Who's this?" and they're automatically gonna know, "Oh, that's Joker." But if you show them Reverse Flash, it'd be like, uh, people, "Looks like Flash," but <laughs> I feel like people know now because of the show. Like the show did so well with the Barry Thon storyline. That if you showed him a picture of Reverse Flash, even casual fans are going to be like, yeah, that's that Flash villain, right? But and the only reason that show was good is because of the Arrow. Arrow just was not good. You didn't like Arrow? I liked the first two seasons. I liked every season. I didn't like <laughs> season... Which one was Damien Dark? Four? I think so. I didn't like four. I hated season three. Season... Oh. Why? I just... You can't top the Deathstroke storyline that they did in season two, and they just, they felt like they were running out of ideas, I guess. I mean, I can see that, because a lot of it felt repetitive after that, but, like, also at the same time, they also kept bringing in, like, other Arrowverse characters, like, like I didn't even know half of them. Like, I like so. Roy. I loved Roy Harper in that show. Right. I absolutely loved him. I hated Thea. I absolutely hated Thea. Why? She was just not a good character for the first couple seasons. But I I watched all of Arrow and the development she had over the show. I did kind of grow to enjoy her as a character. I just don't understand why he needed a little sister because it doesn't have one in the books. Like, wh- well, it was all based off the New Fifty Two, which had the. Uh, Did it? Yeah, I didn't read. Just read like uh, his bodyguard, Diggle. Yeah, he I wasn't originally a character, but they created him for the New Fifty Two. Did you watch the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths 
No, but I want to. It's not on anywhere that can I can spoil find it for you. I, I already know what happens, so you can go ahead. Can and I spoil like it? the yeah. ending for you? Yeah. Okay, so Oliver Queen dies. Yes. Everybody knows that. And the whole episode, or like the whole final episode is just like an epilogue. Like, hey, all these characters are in one universe. And uh, Diggle is like voicing over like the ending. And he's uh, he pulls up in like this little field and he shuts the door of, of his car and something falls from the sky. And people have been theorizing that John Diggle is John Stewart, like the John Stewart Green Lantern. Well, I mean, we essentially get confirmation at the end of this because something falls and it's a little box and Diggle bends down and he picks it up and he opens it and a green light shines on his face. But you never see the ring. But if it's when you see that light hit his face, you know, like, oh, right. shit, he's going to be the Green Lantern. And then they just didn't do anything with it. Not yet, at least. Not yet, but there's always it the Green Lantern. It could be in development, though. There's always the Green Lantern HBO Max show that we're supposed to be getting. Isn't that more based around the movies, though? I think that's the... more the Green Lantern core, like not just one specific member, but I think it is supposed to be tied into the movies. Because uh, Zack Snyder originally wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, he also, he was on, I believe he was on one of his streaming things like periscope or something and he showed us what martian manhunter was supposed to look like that's pretty dope i know <laughs> he had like a whole like like storyboarded transformation sequence and i guess we already met martian manhunter he was the general from uh man of steel bvs and justice league like the that would make sense it's gonna sound kind of racist but the black guy like yeah the black yeah he is. I'm trying to think where I remember seeing something like that happen. What well, I think it wasn't Supergirl. It was Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, because it was, uh, fuck, what was his name? What was his name? It was, uh, I can't remember. It's been forever since I've seen Supergirl. <laughs> I didn't like Supergirl either. I I wasn't a huge fan. I liked the first season. I, I liked the crossover episode between her and the Flash. Like I, I liked the stuff that they were doing with it. I just couldn't get into it. It wasn't her fault. I think it was like the surrounding characters' faults. Mm-hmm. But like I think she was a good Supergirl. Oh yeah. It's just I just couldn't get into it. Her show's over, and that's kind of making me sad. Well, that's because they're doing the Lois Lane and Clark thing now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Supergirl will still be in it. It's just she's not getting her own show. Yeah, which is upsetting, but. I mean, I'm not really ups- uh, like upset about the. It's, we're just tangenting like crazy, but it again first episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm still trying to get used to this. Um, Ruby Rose leaving Batwoman. I saw her in the cry. Uh, yeah, it's a black girl now. She showed up. She showed up in Elseworlds, and um, from her uh, like appearance in Elseworlds, I didn't care. For but that's probably because I don't like Ruby Rose as an actress and I started watching her show and like the whole plot was like Batman's gone missing and like Batman killed the Joker and I was like okay this is a cool this is a cool Batman story so why haven't you shown me Batman right like I don't need Batwoman if you if you're gonna tell a Batman story tell it with Batman but like I understand it's not technically a Batman story. He's just 
in it, and he's just mentioned they they were trying to focus on Kate Kane. Yeah, because the uh, the whole every series that they have is based off boosting the smaller known characters. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, we're going to boost Batgirl instead of Batman. I don't know. The Flash was a pretty popular character even before he got his show. And well, I mean, they needed the shows to be based off the popular characters mm-hmm. to bring it, to bring in the smaller known characters because you're not going to watch a show about reverse flash. I mean, I would, I mean, as a fan, I would, but like I would if I didn't know who reverse flash was, I probably oh, wouldn't no. give it a try. <laughs> Moving on from the DC universe. Cause I think we've spent enough time tearing it apart. If we don't get back to it, <laughs> if we don't get back to it, cause I have things to say. <laughs> What's your opinion on the current state of the MCU? Like with all the Disney Plus shit coming out. Are any of them on Disney Plus yet? Most I of keep, the movies I are keep on Disney Plus. Like yes. this the series though. No, they all got pushed back. That's why I thought. Due to the whole which I'm upset about. I know I am too. Black Widow was supposed to come out this year and I was not looking forward to seeing it, but now that I didn't get it, I want well, to see it. I was a huge Black Widow fan in the movies. Oh, yeah, she's a great But I feel like she should have got her movie a lot sooner than now. That's that's the most common complaint is, why did we get a Captain Marvel solo movie before we got a Black Widow solo movie? Right. Like, she has been around since Iron Man 2, since the start of the MCU. Mm -hmm. And you didn't give her a movie? Like, you could have put it in, like, Phase 1 or Phase 2 when we were still doing origin story movies. And I would have been completely fine with that. I don't know if I have a note on this, but I had a list of like the current movies mm-hmm. and all the ones that I wanted to be added to it that weren't never created. I really wanted to see Wonder Woman 1984 before it got pushed back. Oh, hey, look. I don't even games. understand why they uh, keep pushing back Black Widow for <sighs> Because it's already done. I think it's... They're waiting it out to see if theaters are actually going to reopen or not. I will literally watch it on Disney+. Plus. I've been saying that <laughs> since the jump. Like, just put it on Disney+. Plus. Like, New Mutants. New Mutants got delayed how many times? Several. Before it finally got released, like, in theaters, and then nobody went to go see it. Cause well, yeah, because you, you put out all this promo to show a movie that everyone's excited about. Then you don't release it, and it's just like, I'm kind of over it now. I wasn't going to see. Do you need help opening that? Yes. Yes, I do, because <laughs> I can't hold the mic at the same time. Um, I said the same thing about Dark Phoenix. Like, I always thought that I wasn't going to go see Dark Phoenix. Thank you. And then I actually went to see it, and I was so, so let down by Dark Phoenix. It, it, it was... <laughs> the issue I will have with Black Widow... Is if they don't go anywhere with any of the other characters in it? I think. Because there's a theory going around. Um, This movie takes place in between uh, Civil War and Infinity War, if I remember correctly. And how in Infinity War she has like blonde hair and she kind of looks differently and she's wearing a vest. Uh, There's a scene in the Black Widow trailer where you see that vest that she was wearing on Yelena Belova, which is also a Black Widow from the books. Um, There's a theory going around because there was a scene in the trailer where 
Elaine is getting her face like cut off. So there's a theory going around that Elena and Natasha switched places. So the Black Widow we had in Infinity War and Endgame was not Nat. And we're going to get Nat in the future MCU. But I don't understand how that is going to work because I'm pretty sure Scarlett Johansson is done. Like she Yeah, I don't think she's, she's signed another contract. I don't think so either. I, know I would love for her to sign another contract. I would too. I would love if RDJ signed another contract. I but think I heard a rumor that he's thinking about signing one. If he does, you just... Just like a guest appearance contract. Yeah, just make him like cameos. Like, we're opening up the multiverse in the MCU anyway. Just bring in another Tony Stark. It'd be great. Or just make him the AI in Peter's suit. I've been saying that since, like, since Endgame came out. Like, is Tony going to be in the next AI in Peter Parker's suit? Because if so, yes. That would be Give great, but I don't think it would happen. Oh, no. No. But he's definitely going to keep using Tony's technology, though. I mean, yeah, because he was... Did you see Far From Home? Yes. What'd you think of Far From Home? It's probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. I put it up there with Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse well, is yeah, amazing. If you're counting that one, Spider-Verse is the best, but... I put it right up there with Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2. Like, the Raimi Spider-Man 2. That is still one of my favorite superhero movies. Because he he really understood the separation between Peter Parker and Spider-Man. And that's something I don't think Andrew Garfield really got. Or, like, Mark That's Webbing. why his uh, series never lasted. Well, he also got fired. Yeah, well, I mean, true. He was but... supposed to show up for some, like, meeting with the Sony execs and he literally was just like f you i'm not coming and then he got fired same <laughs> but <laughs> there was a rumor going around for the longest time that he and toby were going to come back for spider-man 3 because they signed on jamie fox as yeah electro, but, but then it not, was like he's not debunked. playing the electro he played in amazing spider-man 2 he's a whole different electro well it's just him redesigned because he didn't like the way it looked i mean probably that's what i heard at least I also heard, and I know this has been confirmed and I'm talking about it late, but Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange 2. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and there was uh, some fan art because it's called uh, The Multiverse of Madness or Into the Multiverse of Madness or something like that. I don't know. I think it's Into the Multiverse. Um, I might be wrong. But uh, Boss Logic, who does all my favorite freaking artwork, he he made this picture of like a Doctor Strange like sling ring portal with toby Maguire's like spidey hands sticking out <laughs> and i saw that and i was like dude if you give me toby Maguire's spider-man i don't even care if, it, if it's for 10 minutes if you give me toby Maguire's spider-man in the mcu i am signed on for the next 10 years what else are you going to give me because i grew up with toby right as spider-man he was my spider-man until i met tom holland in Civil War. And Tom like, Holland's the best Spider-Man. He I'm is Spider-Man. He hasn't had a chance to really become Spider-Man. Homeboy though. said that even if he wasn't getting paid, he would sue play Spider-Man. That's dedication. That is freaking dedication. <laughs> like, that was kind of like what did it for me. Because at first I was like, nah, he's too young. But then I'm like, well, Stanley wanted him young. Mm-hmm. And Tom Holland is a natural Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Holland is 
just he he understands Spider-Man. Like he understands the essence of excuse me. <laughs> this like kid in high school who like he's dealing with all the problems that we had to deal with in high school, like girl problems, homework, all that stuff. Right. But on the side, he's also saving the freaking world and he he has I don't really know how else to word it besides he just he gets the essence of both Peter and Spider-Man. You saw that a lot in Far From Home too. What? You saw that a lot in Far From Home. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like just like the duality, like the scene in the opera house where like he's getting ready to go fight the lava but he also wants to be on a yeah, date. Yeah. So. <laughs> and like he's just like he like stands in the doorway and he's just looking at MJ and the look on his face. I was like, this, this is what I want from Spider-Man. Like he can't do everything and he has to prioritize. And that's why I think the MCU is doing such a good job with Spider-Man, even though they're making him essentially a mini Iron Man, which I've never. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, though. Well, yeah, like you got to get him established somehow. And after, you know, Uncle Ben and now Tony, I feel like he now has the opportunity to. Is there an Uncle Ben for the Spider-Man? Yes. Yes. They just didn't touch on it because in Homecoming, um, when he is like sneaking into his room and Ned sees him and he he's like pleading with Ned, like, don't tell May, you know, after everything she's been through. There's subtle hints at Uncle Ben, but they've never flat out came out and said like, yeah, my uncle died. I got bit by this spider because they were very, they were very like, we don't want to do an origin story. You've seen this story twice. Everybody knows the story of Spider-Man. We're just going to. Well, that and it's a lot darker than what the MCU is. Yeah. Uh, And then Far From Home. The suitcase he uses, when he closes it, it says BFP for Benjamin Franklin Parker. Okay. So there are little hints to Ben. Ben has happened, but they just didn't want to show it, and I'm completely fine with not seeing Uncle Ben die again. Yeah, no one wants to cry again for the same thing. (laughs) When Michael Keaton got casted in Homecoming, that was my instantaneous thought, was he's playing Uncle Ben. Right? No. (laughs) He's Vulture, and he was one of the best Spider-Man villains I have ever seen. I'm really glad that Sony started in Spider-Verse, though. Oh, yeah. I just want live-action Miles now. It'll happen eventually. It has to at this point. Oh, yeah. Because they're starting the whole, uh, what is it called, the Sinister Six or whatever? Yes. And so Spider-Man is supposed to be in Venom 2. I'm not sure how accurate that is. There's but rumors, but I believe, I believe he was on set. Like, somebody saw Tom Holland, like, on set for Venom 2. I think it's supposed to be like at the end of the movie thing. Even if it's just like a little glimpse of just Peter walking down the street. Right. I'd be fine with that. But but they have to incorporate it no matter what because that yeah. was the whole Sony Marvel deal. I think, but, well, from what I read, the deal was he gets, I think he gets two more solo movies. He, he gets Spider-Man 3. No, no, no. He gets one more solo movie, which is three, and then he gets two ensemble films, which are like the Avengers movies. He gets two more of those, and then I believe Sony's pulling back the rights to him. Well, that's what they said last time, and then they like, grew it out more. I remember 
when Sony and Disney, like, they both, like, backed out of the deal and the future of Spider-Man was just up in the air and I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Keep him. Keep him in the MCU. They know what they're doing. Look at the last 10 fucking years of movies. They know what they're doing. Yeah, Sony does not. You turned Captain America into a character that I I now care about. Right. You turned Scarlet Witch, a character who I have never cared about. Although I don't care about the X-Men, so. But you That's turned- until Marvel actually redoes it, though. Oh, my God. I remember when that deal happened. And, like, they got Deadpool, they got the X-Men, they got the Fantastic I'm Four. I'm so upset they're not doing anything with Deadpool, though. They're, there is no plans. They're doing something with Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds has been in talks for... Well, yeah, they're in talks, but they don't have anything planned out yet. I think they're just scared to do Deadpool like Deadpool did, if that makes sense. I mean, I understand because it's Disney, and they're like... They're very... Can't have them fucking horses, but, yeah. you know, but... Also, in the animated series, Deadpool and Spider-Man were great friends. Yeah. So, I feel like if you could just introduce Deadpool into Spider-Man 3... That'd be the greatest, the greatest fourth wall break of all time. Which one are you? Toby, Andrew, or Tom? (laughs) I'm I'm Peter Parker. (laughs) He, like, lifts up the mask. Oh, you're Tom. Okay. That'd be great. Okay, cool. Like, there's so many things that could go correctly by bringing Deadpool into the Marvel Universe. I I just really want to see their version of Wolverine. They already picked a guy for it. Did they? Yeah. Who? I forget his name. (laughs) But I know they already picked it, and Hugh Jackman was like, yeah, that's your guy. Because I know Tom Hardy was thrown into the mix for a while, but he's Venom, and he's a great Venom. Right. Um... I know Daniel Radcliffe was being eyed for either Wolverine or Moon Knight, but they I cast definitely wouldn't see him as Wolverine. <laughs> I could see him as Cyclops more than I can like Wolverine, but maybe it would have to be someone jacked. It can't be the Rock because he's already somebody. But oh, the Rock, he's Black Adam now. Freaking give me John Cena. No, John Cena would be a terrible. <laughs> I just want to see that. John Cena comes out in, like, the yellow and blue Jim Lee, like, X-Men suits. And he just comes out and he pulls off his mask. He'd be a good uh, Cyclops. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, he really would be. Yeah. But he's already in the DCEU. He's in the Suicide Squad reboot. I know, but, like, there's been Marvel characters in the DCEU already, so it's fine. Yeah, that's fair, because Ben Affleck played Daredevil in a movie we don't speak about. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that movie was so bad. I've heard people try to defend that, and they've also tried to to defend the 2003 Hulk, like the Ang Lee one. No, you can't defend that movie. You cannot defend that movie. To be honest, I'm sad that I screwed over the Hulk from getting solo movies. I, I believe there. I think there were talks of Mark Ruffalo getting a solo movie. He needed them. He he literally needed them. Because during the uh, Civil War and everything, where the Hulk wasn't there, they could have done the whole Planet Hulk and everything. Yeah, but Because they, before he went to the Battle Arena place, he was on a planet of his own kind. And they, they did that, though. They did that in uh, Thor Ragnarok. 
Yeah, but that was him fighting. Before oh, that, he was yeah. on his own planet of Hawks. Yeah, yeah, true. It was called Planet Hulk. Dude. And they did not touch on that at all. Give me a Planet Hulk movie. They Let need me to. see Red Hulk. Let me see Scar. Let me see Hulkling. Let me just see Hulk. Exactly. Because Endgame, as much as people want to sit there and like defend Professor Hulk, no. No. It was slightly annoying. No, but. like you you skipped over character development. Like I needed to see Bruce and the Hulk. Like there was a deleted scene from Infinity War where Bruce is like in like the Hulkbuster suit and he's talking to the Hulk like we need to figure this out. Like we're going to die here. And then like Hulk breaks out of like the Hulkbuster suit and it's Professor Hulk. Right. And they cut it. Why would you cut that? Why? Why? And then, and then to just time jump five years, and he's already Professor Hulk. What? Why? Why? Give me. I, I, I feel like definitely for uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the two movies to where no matter how long the movie is, you should have kept all the scenes in. Oh yeah. No matter what. Even if it was like a B-roll scene, keep it in there. Because this is the culmination of 10 years right. of storytelling. Don't get me wrong. Endgame was beautiful as Endgame fuck. is amazing. I bawled my eyes out. I bawled my eyes out <laughs> numerous times. But like, if it would have been six hours, I would have watched it. Oh, dude. I want to watch that in a heartbeat. Anyone would have paid anything to watch it. Oh, yeah. Especially if you had all the correct character development and everything into it. I would have watched it. <laughs> I think the scene that made me cry the most was right after Tony snaps and Peter swings in and he's like, we did it, Mr. Stark. We won. And then you just see like him break. Yeah. And more machine comes up behind him. And Tony, just he doesn't say anything. They don't need words. Tony just looks at Rhodey and Rhodey knows he's like, and he just like sits there and he holds Peter. And I was like, oh, no, don't do that to me. Right. Don't do this to me. No. I started getting teary eyed where uh, Doctor Strange came out and started bringing all the k- heroes back and everything. That's On when your it started. Left. Yeah. <laughs> and Cap turns around and all the freaking portals open. That's a question. What's your favorite scene from Endgame? Besides the battle. I mean, I think mine is probably going to have to be Cap lifting Mjolnir. I mean, that was pretty great. Because he almost lifts it in Age of Ultron. And I am... And you can see Thor like, uh... (laughs) And I am of the personal belief that Cap knew he could pick it up. But to spare Thor's ego, he he just put it down. And he's like, I don't want to do that to him. Right. And I saw the hammer coming up. And I was like, okay. It's either going to be Thor who catches it. Or it's Tony, because that would have been amazing. Seeing Iron Man wield Mjolnir, nope, nope. It cuts to Cap catching it. And I remember the theater just just emerging in just uproar. Right. Like, yeah. And I was, I was sitting there like, finally, finally. But how do you call down lightning? Like, how... I understand, like, in the, like, inscription on the hammer is um, whoever holds this hammer 
if he be worthy, shall possess the powers of Thor. But you'd think that come with practice, like calling down and well, using. Yeah, because it even took Thor a while to like correctly possess the lightning. So it was just that was such a cool scene. To me, it's just like the whole movie was perfect. Like I've I went through the YouTube videos that calls out the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like there was a scene where Ant Man was the wrong size when he was supposed to be a different size. Yeah, and everything, and it's just like I understand there's the imperfectness. There's issues, but this movie is amazing. This is literally the best thing in movie history. <laughs> the MCU just has accomplished more than I think any franchise really has because you can look at like the Harry Potter franchise and you could look at the Star Wars franchise like yeah they're all one big story and they're all this interconnecting universe but nobody has done it to the extent that Marvel did like Marvel created an entire lived in realistic universe bringing characters that we know and we've loved and we've grown up with into the forefront and they've made them household names yeah. Like the Avengers before the MCU happened, they weren't big name heroes. Like, yeah, you had Iron Man and you had Cap and you had Thor, but nobody knew Iron Man, Cap, and Thor before the movies. Especially Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah like, nobody knew who the Avengers really were besides die hard comic book fans. And even they were like, why are we getting an Avengers movie? And then the first one came out and they were like, oh shit. Oh shit! Okay, what you got? What you got? <laughs> they they've done everything so perfect. It's almost like scary. I'm, but like, there's also parts where they've slapped like not having the solo Hawk movies. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye should have had his own movie. Yeah, but he's getting a show. The show's not even based on him though. It's based on his daughter. I mean, he's gonna be in it. But yeah, but based on his daughter. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially since they brought into the in end game where they showed him like killing people and everything in Japan or whatever oh it was. God. That opening scene where we're on like the Barton farm and he's teaching his daughter yeah. how to like shoot arrows and, and he calls her Hawkeye and I was like, okay, so he he's gonna get snapped out, right? And then he turns around and you just see the dust piles falling. And I was like, oh, sh- no, his family got. Yeah. Okay. It's really fucked up. <laughs> it's just, I could go on and on up about the MCU all day. I mean, the same. This podcast will literally be like eight hours long. How long are, what are we at right now? Probably not even an hour. 54 minutes. Oh, shit. So almost <laughs> an hour. <laughs> I'm going to pose a question to you. What is your favorite action movie of the last decade? Oof. Yeah. <laughs> is that including like Avengers? No. <laughs> no. That took me a minute. That took me a minute because I was like, dude. Uh, uh, no, just straight up like action movies. The newer Ryan Reynolds. On Netflix. Uh, Six Underground? Yes. I haven't seen that completely through yet. It's fucking... Um, there's a scene where they're driving around in Spoilers. a circle. And, like, they slow-mo it. It's beautiful, dude. Didn't Michael Bay do that? I think so. I don't like Michael Bay. There's a scene where Ryan Reynolds is in the background, but he's also in the car. Mm-hmm. 
because he was like they were shooting it and like he technically wasn't in the car because it was a the uh whatchamacallit guy. I forget the name. I'm terrible with words. Uh so Ryan Reynolds is in the background like shooting like a promo for Instagram for it. And like you can see Ryan Reynolds standing in the background of the shot when the car is driving through and Ryan Reynolds is in the front of the car. <laughs> They're holding his phone like, hey guys, I'm on yeah. <laughs> So, like, he broke the fourth wall without trying to break the fourth wall. <laughs> I mean, he's Deadpool. That's what he does best. True. But, like, the epicness in the movie is just phenomenal. I, I'm I'm going to have to give that a give that a watch. I think mine is a franchise. It's the John Wick. To be honest, I haven't been keeping up with it. I... I watched the first two, and the first two are fantastic. Like, I'm a fan of, like, old school, like, action filmmaking, where it's just all wide shots, and they're just continuous shots where you could see the actors doing their own stunts, and they're doing all the choreography. Not this quick, cutty bullshit that we've gotten since the Bourne identity. But the Bourne movies are great, because they have great stories, like, underlying them. Right. But you can combine combine great stories with great action scenes, and that's what John Wick did. Like, the first one is such a basic story. Guy's wife died. Guy's dog dies. Gets the car stolen. And he goes on this revenge path. It's just, it's so good, and all of the action looks so great, and it just, there's very minimal cuts. And if I can see... Keanu Reeves doing what John Wick would do or like seeing Daniel Craig do all of his own stunts like in the Casino Royale like the opening like chase scene where he jumps off the crane Daniel Craig really did that and that's what I like I like seeing well filmed action with narratives weaved into it I think it was one of the Bourne movies but the scene where he jumps off the roof into the window that's, of the other building? That's uh, Ultimatum, I think. But I know what shot you're talking about. It's really freaking cool. Yeah, where they literally just had him run and jump. Like he like, runs and he jumps it, and it's just into a freaking hand-to-hand combat scene. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love it. It was like I saw the background, like behind the scenes shooting of it. He really it. did it. Like, he yeah, really did it, it was fucking awesome. Matt Damon, do more porn movies. Matt Damon is a fucking legend. Matt Damon is. I don't mean to cuss so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so used like to saying stuff because all we do on that was cuss. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're just going to have to put like an NSFW wording in, in front of all these episodes because on my solo episodes, I tend to curse a lot. <laughs> um, this what, podcast is not safe for work. Please do not listen while you are at work. <laughs> and if your, you are, uh, please listen to headphones. What's your favorite motivational movie? Motivational movie? Yes. Like where the main character is working towards something major because, um, probably John Wick, honestly, because all (laughs) all he wants to do is just get his fucking car back, and he kills, he mercs so many dudes just in the goal to get his fucking car back. True, uh, mine's probably Creed. Oh my God, Creed is such a good movie. It is. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet. Dude, it's awesome. 
I, I bawled my eyes. I heard it's so fucking good. And I heard they're working on a Creed three too. Isn't Sylvester Stallone supposed to be doing like another Rocky movie too? I heard a rumor about that. I heard he signed on to do like another Rocky. I don't know how that would have worked though. I don't know either. Because, because especially because his like I think it was in the, in the Creed two, but his character is dying from cancer. I think it was Creed two. Yeah, his character is dying from cancer, so like I don't know how they would do another Rocky. I mean, unless you just focus it on him training Adonis Creed, but you've already had two movies of him doing that. Now, the only way that I could see that working is if they kill off Rocky Balboa. Unless they did the thing with, like, Gemini with Will Smith, where he's playing the younger version of him. Oh, my God, I hated that movie. But, yeah, but, like, they could incorporate a good, like, he's going through these stages of cancer where the younger version of him is, like, Forcing him to keep fighting it and everything. Or, I mean, I like that idea too. You could just give me a movie of Rocky just in the hospital bed and just feed in shots from all five previous Rocky movies. And it's just a look back on what Rocky's... Didn't mean to hit the mic. Um, (laughs) It's just like a look back on what Rocky has done and like how much he's accomplished and the time he's been a boxer i guess is the correct way to i mean he that. deserves a movie like that even if it's not a major movie he his needs, character deserves it he needs a finale fucking rambo got one right aren't they supposed to be making more rambo movies yeah that's what i heard at least stop, stop. he's getting too old he's sly buddy you're too old you are too old like they can keep the whole uh uh, like Creed and everything going with his character until mm-hmm. like he dies eventually, obviously. But then they can still keep that storyline moving, yeah. just bringing in other boxers and everything. That's like a forever franchise that will still, no matter what, remain good. You can introduce uh, the son of Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Like a son he didn't know that he had. And like, kind of like what they did with Creed, except instead of calling it Creed, you can call it Balboa. Yeah. And it's just... This kid learning about what his dad did, and he's like, you know what? Unless that's what the next Rocky Balboa is. Dude, if we just called the next Rocky Balboa movie, and it comes <laughs> out in theaters, I'm going to just call him up like, we deserve credit. We fucking right. came up with this on the first episode of my podcast. <laughs> That'd be dope, though. Oh, shit. Uh, but, like, that franchise is a forever franchise. Oh, yeah. So is Star Wars. Like, you can keep making Star Wars movies for ever. Yeah, especially since they just brought in The Mandalorian, which is something completely different from what they were doing. I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, and I haven't seen it since, but I Listen, heard it, it is, is hard to get into. I heard that it's the best thing Disney Star yes. Wars has produced. It's because, I still can't pronounce his last name, but the guy who started the Marvel Universe, Favreau, or whatever. Favreau, yeah. yeah. He's the one who's doing The Mandalorian. Well, so is uh, Dave Filoni, and he did uh, Rebels. He did uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, like the animated I mean, show. That yeah, came out. but like Favreau, yeah, is the guy who like jump started the whole Marvel mm-hmm. universe. He's the brains behind everything, besides the twins or the brothers, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> so, like the fact that he, they brought him into the Mandalorian after you get past the first two episodes. I heard it's nothing but just callbacks to the original trilogy. Yeah, I promise it's amazing. 
I want to give it a shot. I haven't seen the second season yet because I didn't know it was out. But it's out, and now I want to watch it. <laughs> I might have to just binge watch the whole first season, and then we can come on and talk about season two. Do it. <laughs> do it. We could do, like, a weekly, like, Mandalorian episode update. Like, we just watch all of season two, like, hey, guys, so we're here to talk about the Mandalorian. And holy <laughs> shit, this episode was amazing. It's honestly great. And, like, not just because of Baby Yoda. But Baby Yoda's the shit. Just because how much deeper they can get into the Star Wars storyline because it's an episodic thing. Yeah. Is amazing. They're about to uh introduce Ahsoka Tano in the show, and I'm kind of excited to see what they're gonna do with her. And uh it wasn't like fully into it by the end of the first season they handed towards like the dark energy Star like, Wars. Yeah, like the dark saber yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. They like hinted towards it. So, like, I'm excited to see where that goes, too. I just want to see the Old Republic. Like, Darth Revan and all, all them. I just want to see it. I don't think it'll be a Mandalorian, though. No. No. You... Because this is, like, the origin of the Jedi and right. the origin of the Sith. You need to do a movie. Like, give me a movie about how the Jedi Order came about and, like, how the Sith Rule of Two came about and, like kyber crystals and all that like i just want to see the origins of everything that we know from star wars that's the only thing i don't like about star wars though is nothing is in the correct order oh no 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 it's the only thing i don't like about because i feel like i'm jumping all over the place trying to watch it i didn't like the new trilogy i liked one out of the three movies and that being force awakens that makes sense though last jedi was Eh, eh, I can cut out about like an hour of that movie and <laughs> be fine. Like, the only thing I really cared about was the Ray Luke training. Right. But the scene that pissed me off the most about Last Jedi is when, I'm sure everybody's seen this movie by now, so spoilers, hey. <laughs> uh, when Ray gives Luke his lightsaber and he's just sitting there holding it and I'm like, okay, okay, he's going to turn it on, he's going to turn it on and he's going to be Luke. Oh, no, no. You're just going to throw it? Yeah. <laughs> so this is Star Wars now. Okay. I'm what did you do to my boy? I'm excited to see if there's like a future beyond what everything is right now, though. I think it, Disney tried to do too much with Star Wars because for a minute it was nothing but Star Wars. Like we yeah. had Rogue One. We had... Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Well, for so a while there was this biggest franchise before they brought Marvel in. Yeah. So, like, that made sense. But I feel like after the critical backlash that Rise of Skywalker had, they really started to pull back, and then they started doing The Mandalorian, and fans really started, like, resonating with the, with the Mandalorian. Like, okay, this, this is Star Wars. This is the Star Wars we know and right. love. I feel like now they're just trying to course correct. They're like, okay, how can we move forward with Star Wars? How can we keep like giving them Star Wars content that they're going to love and like really connect with? I feel like they're really basing the comeback off the Marvel stuff, though, mm -hmm. which they're doing it very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's really working out in their favor. <laughs> DC should really do the same thing. DC keeps trying, but they keep fucking failing, dude. Oh, my God. So, I'm really annoyed. Go off, Eric. Go off. 
it's just DC the Batman v Superman was good. I will argue that, but go ahead. It, the reason it's good is because it's like the first major mashup mm-hmm. between two characters. Like it had a lot of faultiness. It felt like two different movies. Yes, but like the fact that they brought it, brought Batman in mm-hmm. to the point where Clark was destroying the town and everything, and he was saving the ch- child, mm-hmm. was a good like. I did like that tie into the yes. end of Steel, where like you could just see it from the human perspective. Yeah. You just really see all this devastation because in Man of Steel, all you saw was the fight. Yeah, you that's what did it for me. You didn't get to see like Bruce on the ground and being Batman. Right. But then everything after that was worse. <laughs> <laughs> the first 10 minutes of that movie are easily the best. Yes. And the fight, like the fight between Batman and Superman. Where like he's wearing the Dark Knight Returns mech suit and he's yeah. sitting there with a the Kryptonite spear and he's like, "Come on, come <laughs> on, motherfucker, come on, come on." And then the rest of the movie, and then every movie they they have made after that has been terrible. Mm, Wonder Woman was good. Wonder well, Woman not including Wonder Woman because Wonder she Woman, is her own. Aquaman and Shazam were good. I actually haven't seen Shazam yet. Shazam is really good. Shazam That's why I heard. Funny. But that's because The Rock had a major influence on that movie. He's about to have major influence in the sequel, too. Yeah, because uh, his company was the one that produced it. Seven bucks? Yeah. So, like, that's the only reason why Shazam turned out good. The Rock's just got his hands in everything now. He even owns a football league, football show. Oh, now. yeah, that's right. He owns part of the uh, XFL Yeah, now. He's one of the major owners now. Which I'm excited to see where that goes since Vince McMahon couldn't get to go anywhere. But they played like two, three games, and then COVID happened, and then the yeah, and then he's like, you know what, we're selling everything. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, do you want to buy this off of me? <laughs> I'm All glad right, that I, he did because like The Rock has a football background. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon for, has nothing but wrestling. He played for Miami, didn't he? Uh, Canada team. He might have played for Miami too, but he, he played. For Miami in college, and then I think he went to the CFL. Yeah. I think. Like, the fact that he has a background in it compared to Vince McMahon, who's just wrestling his whole life, who literally only bought it to try to make extra money. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. If you had to cast The Rock in the MCU, who would it be? Or who would he be? In the MCU? Juggernaut. I see it, but, like, it doesn't match The Rock at all. No, but he's big enough for it. <laughs> he's big enough, yeah, but... Just imagine The Rock just running full force at you, just, and, like, you can't stop him. You're going <laughs> to get blown in half. Like, I mean, he a big dude, so... I don't... It would have to be a bigger guy. Yeah. But... I can't think of a good enough character for The Rock. Because if you go on the level of what The Rock is, it has to be someone big. Like, casting him as Black Adam and... That was the smartest move yeah. he could have done. There are only smart moves they've done in a while. <laughs> and the fact that he's gotten so, like, jacked up. Did you see what he did to his fence? Yes. That was... Oh, my God. It's a steel fence, and he ripped it off. From the bricks. Dude. 
this man, this man, I'm pretty sure could rip apart a human. Probably <laughs> already limb has. by limb. Just rip, rip. If you work out for four hours a day like he does, you know. <laughs> Sandman. I would cast him as Sandman. Isn't Sandman white, though? Doesn't matter. I mean, don't get me started on that because I feel like DC ruined a great show because of that, though. The Rock looks white enough. He could he could pull it off. I mean, <laughs> you could try. <laughs> but to wear that green and uh, whatever color sweatshirt. Do it. Do it. Like, I, I feel like as an actor, he could pull it off. As an actor, yes. But I feel like it might also hinder his career. <laughs> I mean, it might, but a little. I mean, so did Skyscraper. I thought Skyscraper was a good movie, though. I didn't. Why? I didn't like Rampage either. Why? Because Skyscraper just... It it ripped off Towering Inferno and Die Hard in the most unapologetic way possible. And they weren't even trying to hide the fact that they ripped off Towering Inferno and Die Hard. They came out with posters before the movie came out, ripping off the Towering Inferno poster and the Die Hard poster. And there's scenes lifted straight out of both movies that are just like, yo, Dwayne, you saw Die Hard, right? Yeah? Cool. Okay. You're going to be doing that. I mean, but didn't Dwayne, like, write the script for that movie? I don't think he's... I think he had, like, a major background production part of it. I mean, he might have. I just didn't, like... I just didn't like it. Like, it felt too cliche like i've seen this i mean yeah but you have to have a cliche movie every once in a while yeah yeah i feel like if he was gonna have a cliche movie skyscraper was the one to have that's also true i will say rampage is a better movie than skyscraper why didn't you like rampage because that was an amazing movie like my grandparents literally cried watching it um because i played the game and i felt it was a very it was a very different approach to the concept of the game. But that was the point, though. Yeah. I I don't know. I just... I have a very specific taste in movies, I guess. See, for me, with every new movie that comes out that I watch, I try to, like... Unless it's part of a series, I try to erase my mind of everything before that. That's related to the movie. So I could watch it with, like, a brand new set of eyes. That's fair, yeah. You know? Because, like, I think every movie deserves a chance. Mm -hmm. And, like, if... Especially going into the new Batman movie, with it being as different as it is from the rest, like, if I just based it off all the other Batman stuff I saw, I already hate it. Yeah. But if I look at it with a new set of eyes, like, it has potential. It might be good, You know? So, like, Rampage trying to think of it as in a new way which The Rock really good at doing for movies mm-hmm. like I liked it I don't I don't hate The Rock as an actor I do hate him with Kevin Hart though why because they're the perfect combo <laughs> Kevin Hart is a funny stand up comic he's yeah. a good comedian I don't like him as an actor because he gets typecasted Quite a bit. He's the screaming guy. He he he's the 
comedic relief, which I get because he's a comedian. But you don't need to be screaming in every movie. You can, you know, like take a step back and really try to, like, uh, what was the movie he did with Brian Cranston like, a couple years, like a year ago? Kevin Hart did a movie with Brian Cranston, and you really saw Kevin Hart like as an actor, and he's great. I just don't like him with The Rock, I guess, because they try too hard. What was the first movie that they did together? Central Intelligence, I believe. I liked it, but it wasn't my Central favorite. Central Intelligence was a good movie. It, it was a good movie. It just wasn't my favorite. Like I would watch it again if he threw it on the TV. But I'm not going out of my way to watch it. The scene in, in the first uh, Jumanji movie where Kevin Hart jumps up and he slaps the rock. I will admit this This makes me crack up every time. He jumps up and he smacks the rock. And the rock is just, just kind of looking at him. And he smacks him and he sends him into the rocks. I was like, oh, shit. The Jumanji movies are honestly like my favorite thing right now. I haven't seen the second one. I loved the first one. Are we in Florida? (laughs) That's my favorite line ever. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is when um, they're all uh, in the first one where they're all like taking a pee break. And he's like, it's very important to aim. Don't forget to aim. <laughs> aiming is very important. Why? Why are you talking about aiming so much? Right. <laughs> and then, oh my god, come look at my penis. <laughs> He's doing so well with the Jumanji series. Oh so. god, they're making it into a multiverse. Did you know about that? No, no, I didn't. Uh, the other board game movie. I can never remember the name. Yes, they're adding that into Give me a it. reboot. Well, that's that's what they're doing. They're adding it to the series. Good, freaking give it to me. Uh, so they're going to tie in Jumanji and Sethora. Good, freaking give it to me. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but the two Jumanji movies are like right now. They're also incorporated with the original. Yeah, a lot of people don't uh, know that though. In the first one, it says like Al Parrish was here or like whatever his name was. That was Robin Williams' character, like in the first one. And when I went to see that and I saw that name, I'm not even going to lie. Brought a little tear to my eye. I was like, <laughs> oh, Robin Williams. So, like, no. I'm really excited with what they end up doing with everything. We just, we have a bunch of just cool shit to look forward to in the world of nerddom. You know, like, like Godzilla on a very serious note, hmm. in high school, when, like, Marvel, like, announced where they were going with the movies and everything... Hmm. Legitly, the reason why I didn't kill myself <laughs> on I'm, a very serious note. That's like a very, very dark turn. <laughs> I, I so, Marvel is why I'm here right now. <laughs> Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> I will admit, when they announced they made a deal with Sony, I always come back to Spider Man because Spider Man is my boy, Spider Man is my favorite superhero. It's Spider-Man and The Flash. They're my top two favorite superheroes. When they announced, they broke the deal with Sony, and they're like, yeah, we're going to introduce him in Civil War, and he's going to be the Peter Parker that you know, like the high school student. I was so happy I cried. I was like, I'm finally getting Spider-Man. The way they did that was awesome, though. His introduction where he's, where, like... If any of you haven't seen Civil War, I don't know how you haven't, but I'm going to spoil a little bit of it for you. 
when like the title cards start showing up, like from like the beginning of the movie, I was like, okay, these are gonna be important. These are gonna be important. And then there's one, and it shows a building in New York, and it says Queens on it. And as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw Queens pop up, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. <laughs> And the and the very first shot you see is him carrying like a freaking what like DVD player, and he's walking up, and he just sees Tony. He's like, "Hi, I, I, I'm Peter, Peter Parker." I was like, "Oh, oh, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing." And just all of his quips, like when he freaking like webs this shield, and he and he like lands, and he's and he's like. Captain, big fan, Spider-Man, <laughs> tone it down. Hey, everyone. Right. Uh, it, 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 they did all of it purposely. They did everything. I was a little hesitant on his suit at first. I didn't like the smaller logo and, like, the black, like, piping on it. Right. But when I saw it in action in Civil War and in Homecoming, I was like, okay, okay. I like his red and black suit better, like the one that he wears in uh, Far From Home and he's going to wear in 3, uh, like with the white back logo. Right. I like that one so much better because I've always been a fan of red and black, like in the Superior Spider-Man suit. Do you know the, the Superior Spider-Man storyline? I think so. The one where uh, Doc Ock dies and he switches, oh, yeah. he switches bodies with Peter. Yeah. It's, give me that movie. That would never happen in a movie. Oh, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Marvel, uh, when they broke the deal, they are like, yeah, we're not going to use any villains that have been previously used. So I'm not getting Green Goblin? And you already broke that rule because Electro. Right. So if you're going to do that, give me Goblin. Give me Green Goblin. You can't do Spider-Man without Green Goblin. You can't. Like, you, you just... You can't. Just like you can't do him without Doc Ock. Right. The Lizard. Venom, Sandman, Hydra Man, Carnage, Hobgoblin, Prowler. I want a live action Prowler. I mean, it'll happen during the uh, Sony verse. I mean, he's already in the MCU. Uh, Is he? Yeah. Yeah, the scene in uh, Spider Man Homecoming where he like webs the dude's hand to the trunk of the car and. His name is Aaron Davis, and Aaron Davis is the prowler, the prowler in the comics. Oh, okay. And one of the lines Aaron says, he's like, "I don't want those, I don't want those weapons on the street. I got a nephew in the city." Aaron Davis is Miles's uncle. That's dope, though. So they've established Miles exists in the MCU. I'm hoping in three, you just see this little kid, like this little kid. In like a Spidey like Halloween costume, freaking swings up and he's like, "Hi, I'm Spider Man." Uh, who are you? He takes off the mask and it's Miles. I'd be so happy because his game just came out, so it makes sense to bring him into the fold. I like what they're doing with the games. Oh, they're two of the best Spidey films, and you can play them. Yeah, credit High Top Films on Twitter. I kind of stole that from you. Sorry. It's like. The way that they introduced Miles and everything in the game, it was, like, phenomenal. You played the game? Like, yeah. through? Dude. Dude, that ending scene where Peter's holding the cure, and he, he like, kneels down. He's like, you're going to be okay, ma'am. And she's like, take off your mask. I want to see my nephew. And I was like, you're going to make me cry. Right. Stop. 
I cried at the ending of that game. It <laughs> bawled like a freaking baby. Well, when I first played it, I didn't realize it was going to be like a movie-based game. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Stanley cameo. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Rest in peace, Stanley. They really need to make Deadpool the next cameo person. That's That's been the rumors that he's just going to pop up in every movie just as a little, like, hi, I'm here. And then he needs leave. to. He's the one character that legally can. <laughs> just, just imagine all the jokes. Like, yeah, these X-Men, I don't know them. I know the others. <laughs> I don't know you. Because Deadpool would know as he's in a, of a cinematic universe mm-hmm. and everything. So, like, I'm going to have somebody. He did in the first one, too. Like, when uh, Colossus, like, handcuffs him. And he's like, I'm going to take you to see the professor. Stewart or McAvoy. These yeah. timelines are so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes me laugh every... No, this scene, I think the best, the best Deadpool fourth wall breaking scene... Is when they're in Avengers. Uh, I about said Avengers Mansion. <laughs> oh, where he's walking through the hallway. He's like standing in front of the door and he's talking to Colossus, and the camera pans over and it's all the X Men yeah. standing there in freaking. I don't remember who. I think Quicksilver. Like he just shuts the door. <laughs> it just. But also timeline confusion because they're supposed to be in like the nineties. How are you about to make four movies? That take place over the span of 30 years. And yeah. not have them age at all. The X, that was the only bad thing with the X-Men is the timelines. The timeline is just... It, it, it's too confused. Like, X-Men 3 didn't happen. Origins didn't happen. So what did happen? First Class, Days of Future Past, X1, X2. Yeah. And then Logan. Which Logan was a phenomenal movie. Logan is the best R-rated superhero movie, like, ever. Yes. It's so good. Which is why I'm upset that Marvel didn't have the rights over X-Men sooner. So that way, because it would have... I wouldn't change Logan, but I would change the development of Wolverine. Mm -hmm. I would bring back X-23. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to do Logan, give me an X-23. Bring back the actress who played X-23 in Logan because she was phenomenal in that movie. Yeah. Bring her back and just have her lead the X-Men. Like, you don't necessarily need Logan Wolverine to lead the X-Men because X-23 has done it. Just have her do it. It's 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 not hard. Like, it, I feel like Marvel... Instead of rebooting all the original characters, should move it to like the next phase of X Men characters. I personally, I think they're gonna bring back like the original five, like Cyclops, Iceman. Well, I Wolverine. know they're bring, they're gonna bring back everybody, but like, do you think they're gonna do the Phoenix storyline again? I feel like Marvel's gonna want to redo it. Yeah, I, but I also heard a rumor that the not the next Avengers major battle. But the one after that will be Avengers versus X-Men. Dude. Give me the Avengers versus X-Men. Because now that they're in the same universe, they're not going to understand who each other are. There is this fan theory going around uh, in Endgame. Rocket says that uh, the snap uh, created enough like gamma radiation to do whatever. And a bunch of people are saying, well, there were three snaps. 
there was the original, there was Bruce, and there was Tony. Um, um, if you snap enough times and there's enough gamma radiation, you could potentially create mutants. Right. So that's an easy way to do it. Or you could do like what they're probably going to do with the Fantastic Four and just say that they're that the mutants are either stuck in the quantum realm or they're stuck in time. Because apparently, from everything I've read, um, uh, the Fantastic Four are supposed to be stuck in the 60s. And then they're going to bring them into the present day, which I don't, I don't like. I don't like that. I want the Fantastic Four in the modern day because who else bought Avengers Tower? Like, who... Who else could have done it unless it's Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Victor Von Doom, or Norman Osborn? Right. Those are the only four that make sense. And if you're going to do any of those, I would prefer it to be the Baxter building because I want a good Fantastic Four movie. Are we going to get a good Fantastic Four, though? I... It's failed so many times. I liked the first two movies. Like the ones that came they out were in the early 2000s. <laughs> I liked them. I liked the, the origin of how they started it. And then the reboot one oh God, the was terrible. Horrible. It was horrible. Like they literally lost lost the rights to the movie because of that movie. Lord, fan for stick. I, I remember seeing that movie in theaters. I was so excited for it, too. I was like, okay, Fantastic Four. I like Miles Teller. I like Kate Mara. What the fuck is this movie? Yeah, I saw it at a drive-in with my dad. And, like, I remembered watching it as a kid. I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. The storyline and the backstory were completely different. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, what? Like, they don't go to an alternate dimension. No, they go up into space and they right. get hit with cosmic rays. That's how they get their powers. It's not some goo that they find on an alien planet that then turns them into the Fantastic Four. And then Doom? Oh. <laughs> the way they did that movie was just awful. I understand why they lost the rights. The fact <laughs> that Sue Storm literally goes, Dr. Doom over here. No. Yeah. No, come on. <laughs> come on. We're at an hour and a half already. Did you have other topics you want to talk about, or do you want to end it here? I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we could find something to talk about, but it is an hour and a half. So I, I do think this is a pretty natural stopping point because I'm kind of running out of. I'll let you stop it. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Neuroculture Podcast. Thank you for helping me with this. Um, we're uh, we're going to record every Sunday. I don't know what day it's going to go up. It's going up on t- Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, look forward to a new episode, whether it be me and Eric, or just me, or... With- I'm trying to find you a better co-host, so... I mean, I have a couple friends who would probably co-host, but one of them we'd have to do remotely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. But um, plus, audio quality-wise, <laughs> that's true. That that's true. Um, well, un- until then, it's probably just going to be either me and Eric or just me. But new episodes every Tuesday. 
Thank you so much for listening. Um, Deuces. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>